Okay, you guys, I am introducing you to my very new best friend. <laughs> what is it about every interview I do? At the end, I, I, I just think well, they're like, I need to have them in my life. They're my friend. And I hope you feel that way too. And by the way, I've heard of other interview people feel exactly the same way, which just tells me that the gospel, we're relational. We connect with one another. We're meant for relationships. I hope today you feel just at home as I did with our new friend, my very new best friend, Artie Sequeira. Artie! Y'all, if you watch the Food Network or Food Channel, Artie is a TV personality, a star, a wife, and a mom. And she has a new book out called My Family Recipe Journal. It's so cool. I'm going to just listen in the show. You'll hear what it is about. She had me in tears. I was thinking about my mom, thinking of all the things. Artie's story is so cool how God has used her in uh, the realm of literally Hollywood in the food industry. You're going to be blessed today as Artie shares with us her experience growing up in India, living in Dubai, moving into a British school, coming to America. You will be encouraged about not only the Lord, but how he works and moves. We're going to talk about cooking. I'm going to ask her some really simple cooking tips. You are going to learn a simple quick salad recipe for roasted chicken, which I'm sorry, I don't know if you're not eating a roasted chicken from the grocery store once a week. I don't know if we could be friends. I'm just saying. But I asked her how to dress up this roasted chicken that I usually have once a week. We just had a really good time. I literally laughed so much. Um, so this one is kick back, hang out. You're going to be hanging out with like two new best friends. And we're just so excited she's here. So enjoy this episode. Donors, thank you for making it possible for us to have these conversations, to bring Jesus into our whole life, a lifestyle of living out Jesus, which really is healthy and whole. So we love you. We thank you. And I will talk to you soon. Peace. Well, hey, Revelation Mamas community. Welcome to another episode of the Revelation Mama podcast. Today, this is exciting. I think you're the first gal, person, Artie, <laughs> coming from the world of food that you come from. Today, we have Artie Sequeira on the show, on the Healthy and Whole podcast, talking about her new book, my family recipe journal. I'm going to show this for people on YouTube. Here's what, what it looks like. My family it is. journal. It's so incredibly cool. It, and it's hey. scriptures are woven throughout the book as well. Okay. Yeah. So before we jump into it, Artie, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Where are you right now? Uh, I am in my uh, office slash guest room slash TV room. Like Everybody has one of those, right? In city, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, that's right. You're in. You're a North Carolina girl. How long mm. you been in North Carolina? Two and a half years. We got here in February of 2020. And what brought you there? Um, well, so we had been in LA. We being my husband and I, and then our two little girls um, had been in LA for like two decades. Okay. And once we had children, we were like, you know, yeah. tough, tough to bring up kids in LA. It's just yeah. expensive and takes yeah. a long time and to yeah. get everywhere and stuff. And uh, my husband has family out here, um, more family out here than, than we had in LA and that, and plus the ability to buy a house. We're yeah. here. 
No joke. Definitely. Yeah. I lived in um, Camarillo, California. It's mm-hmm. up in Ventura County area. That. We I lived there Camarillo. for a few years and then we had kids and we're like, and we're out. Peace yeah. out. <laughs> like this is, this is definitely different when you're raising kids. So yeah. yeah. Wow. That's a definite coastal shift from West Coast Huge. to East Coast. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, Plus COVID. You know, so oh, right, right at the time. Was it as it was happening you were it moving? Was, well, you know, the lockdown started March 2020 and we got here February 2020. Wow. So yeah, we had the provision it was, though of the Lord I like, know. to get you right there. Huge. I mean, I feel like we've been in this beautiful, sweet, warm, safe cocoon mm. for the past couple of years. And okay. um, that is one thousand percent God's doing. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, Artie is, are you on the food, food journal, the food network right now? I am on the food network right now. Yeah. What shows are you on? Cause you've been in a, a carousel of shows. Yeah. So, um, I started on food network star. That's how I got a place on the network and uh-huh. I had my own cooking show and travel show. And now you can find me judging on guys, grocery games. I uh-huh. cook on his cooking show. I do a bunch of shows from supermarket stakeout. Um, Halloween wars, holiday wars, Luda can't cook. Like I just do a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. So did you like see your life playing out this way, Artie? We're going to need a little backstory because testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Someone out there, it needs you to prophesy over how the heck you go from where you were to where you are now. How did did you get here? Well, so um, everyone always asks about my accent. I was born in India. I grew up in Dubai and I went to an English school there. There So that's why I speak the way I do. And that was also why I wanted to do what I wanted to do, which was to be Christian Amanpour and be an international correspondent Ah. for CNN and go and change the world that way. Uh-huh. And so that's actually why I came to the States. I went to journalism school in Chicago and that's, I started working at CNN straight out of college and I was like, well, wow. that wasn't so hard. Like, wow. Everything's Doing worked it. out great. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my, my last name Sequera is a Portuguese last name because the community I'm from in India was um, colonized by the Portuguese. And so we're Catholic. Okay. Or okay. That's yeah traditionally. Um, so that's what I grew up with as far as prophesying about the Lord Jesus goes. Yeah. It was very theoretical to me. Yes. Um, and so everything was going well. I got married. Um, my husband is an actor and so he was in LA and I was in New York at that point. Okay. So who is your husband? I'm not sure. Actor wise, (laughs) you know, his name is Brendan McNamara. Mara, um, you'll have seen him on things like Brooklyn Nine Nine, and okay. uh, there was a show called Louder Milk. He had a huge role on that. Okay, so he's, um, you know, he'd been a Christian since he was a teenager, I think thirteen or something. And um, so when I moved to LA to be with him, that's kind of when the bottom fell out, and I couldn't find work in the journalism space. And I was like, mm. well, who even am I then? Because mm-hmm. Being a journal- journalist was the biggest part of my identity apart from being Indian. Like that, w- okay. it was those two things. Okay. So I started to really feel like a failure mm-hmm. and like I was worthless and I would wake mm-hmm. up in the morning and I was like, why did I even get another day? Like, what am I going to do? Wow. Yeah. And so one of the things that I um, found was cooking. I'm from a family that loves food and loves to cook and marks milestones by cooking. And, um, and yet I hadn't ever really done it. So I started to really throw myself into it and I found such 
peace and comfort and sanity in the kitchen that that really started to change, you know, how I positioned my life. And so soon after that, I was, you know, um, interning at a restaurant and learning how to cook there and then doing my own YouTube show. And that led to competing on Food Network Star. So, and then the rest is- That's such a- little like weird little pivot and oh my gosh so weird lose life don't know what I'm doing how old yeah. were you at that point I was probably in my 20s when I, was gonna I say, got married it sounds when like I was an 24. early 20s yeah. crisis <laughs> who am I if I'm not on CNN I know I know <laughs> wow yeah. so you just start cooking and I started cooking and I you know it was a real like it was so interesting because I think I became a Christian around the same time too okay. and I thought oh well now I'm a Christian so here we go. Everything's going to work out. <laughs> Got my Jesus powder. Let's yep, go. Here we go. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. Um, and so <laughs> I can speak very personally to people who, you know, think that that's what's going to happen. And it, it isn't. So yeah. I think that in that time, God was really trying to shake me of this sense of like, I am what I do. I mm-hmm. am what I achieve. And yes. instead I am what he does. I am yeah. what he achieves. And so yeah. um, I think he really had to sort of break me of that because that's just what how I had grown up. Yeah. Wow. And can I ask how that shift for you culturally from your family? Yeah. How How is that? And is that a tension through the years or is Yeah, that's been- a good question. Yeah. Um, no, I think simultaneously my dad was going through a similar mm. thing. And um, so- yeah, I'd never actually put that together. Huh, look at that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Health and wholeness, that's what we do. That's Integration, exactly right. mind, yeah. body. <laughs> well, you know, in the Indian community, like what what you do is so important because yeah. it's not just, I mean, it's not just because you want to do well and it's power and it's money and all that kind of stuff. It's responsibility. That's the big word for me is I want to be responsible with the gifts Mm. that God has given me. I'm responsible for my family. Mm. I'm responsible for the next generation, the generation before me. Mm. There's really this sense in the Indian community and in many, I think, immigrant communities, this sense of like, we're all in this together and you have a role to play in ensuring that your children have a better life than you did. So, um, so yeah, that was really, it was really hard for me to feel like a failure, especially, you know, my dad had paid for university and gotten me to the States and all of that stuff. So it was really rough. Yeah. But they must look at you now and go like, what incredible turn of events. And (laughs) And you get to cook and it has very mm-hmm. much connected to your culture. You're, yes. you're known as the spice lady, right? Or the spice, spice queen. Yeah. Spice queen. Wow. Tell me about yeah. how does, how does spices play a role in like culturally for you that introduces it into this, you know, the American diet that we eat? Like oh yeah. Eat? Well, for me, because I, I grew up in India, but I mean, I was born in India, but I grew up in Dubai. So I had a very cosmopolitan upbringing. Okay. And in fact, I more identify as a third culture kid than as Indian or Arab or American. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sort of all these things. But the one thing that weaves all of those together is spices. Every oh, culture around cool. the world uses yeah. a particular school of spices. And the reason they use it is because there's a historical story that brought those to their doorstep. And there's something about their landscape, their history, the the people that they tra- traded with and their own religious um, 
back and forths maybe that informed why they cook the way that they cook. And so to me, tracing the the reason for certain spices in different cultures helps me understand the people. And that's really all I'm about. I think that's the sort of connection between the way that I cook and having a journalist's mind is that I want to understand people, right? I want to understand their story. And then once I understand it, I want to share it so that we're all on the same page, you know? So I find that cooking has actually really helped me do that so much more, I think, than sitting in a newsroom ever did. Which is so cool. That's so cool of God to still take your heart of Mm -hmm. inquiry and people and wanting to report something and add value to the world. But yeah really do this in this kind of backdoor way, which feels a little bit like my own journey of what I do, like fitness uh-huh. and uh-huh. helping people see the integration is a bigger story than what their body weighs and all those things. Yeah. So not what I would have thought, but it is a way to contribute news, good news to the yes. world in a way that isn't maybe the most well-traveled path. So I think yeah. that's so cool. And don't spices, from what I know in health and wellness, like certain mm-hmm. spices contribute to different parts of oh yeah, your immunity and health and yeah, and, and, and are can be real expensive in one culture because of what they the value yeah. they bring. Like that's crazy. What tell me like from what you know, spice queen yeah. spices that are like fear like gonna improve your immune system or health. What are the ones? Well, that I mean, turmeric's the number one. I mean, the number one. And I remember reading a statistic that on average, um, Indians consume a half to one teaspoon of turmeric a day. Wow. Whoa. Because it's in everything. It's like sprinkled in every dish, right? So, and maybe one dish has more than the other, but so I Mm. think that's, to me, that's, I mean, that's how it, that's why we are as healthy in particular ways as we are is because it's just such a huge part of what we eat and how we eat. Yeah. Um, so that would be the number one. And then, you know, for me, it's, it's ginger and garlic. We use so much ginger and garlic in our cooking. Um, and I do think also that, um, you know, I remember growing up and my mom would always go to the spice cabinet before she went to the medicine cabinet. Wow. That would go first. Yeah. And it's still the same way when I talk to them now, you know, on WhatsApp and I'm like, oh, I have a cold. And then, you know, my sister's like, well, you need to make a tea with a Dwayne seeds and some ginger. And she's always, she's got one concoction after another. So yeah, that's a huge part of the way we think about how to get better. Yeah. I grew up Mexican. My mom just slapped Vicks VapoRub on my feet and threw on a pair of socks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Lots of weird, greasy things on my body. No. Like, I like the spices one. I've done do. that too, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about this book. Let's talk about your book, My Family mm. Recipe Journal. Why did, why did, the, have you written other books? I should probably yes, know. So that. I have, yes. So I have a cookbook called Artie Party. That was my first cookbook. Oh yeah. The Artie Party. Yeah. I remember that one. So mm-hmm. the thing about this one though, is it's actually a book for everybody to write their own cookbook. Yeah. So yeah. when- my mom was young. Um, my grandmother um, was a tremendous, tremendous cook. Her name was Lucia, Lucia mm-hmm. Harrison. And she was this amazing cook. But unfortunately, she died quite young. And so my mom and her siblings um, didn't have any of her recipes wow. to refer oh. to. Um, and so because of that, 
my mom started writing down her recipes and so of her, you know, her sisters, because yeah. none of them want that to happen to their children. So I know right. that when my mom passes, I will get a recipe journal and it will be full of her handwriting and her recipes. And so not only do That's... I get to cook that food, but I get to look at the handwriting. I get to show it to my kids. My kids then at some point can show it to their kids. And it's this way of maintaining this, this connection, this sort of just this um, hand of love, really kind yeah. of thrusting through generations to say, this is where you came from. And these are the things that we ate. And it, it's just, I think a very simple, sweet, but profound way to keep your family knit together, no matter how much time and space separates you. I'm crying because my mom passed about four years ago oh, and sorry. she hated cooking. I think <laughs> I've inherited a little bit of that. I mean, but yeah. she would like throw stuff together. It was terrible. Yeah. I'd come home yeah. with spaghetti with corn in it and oh, weird no. stuff. Anyways, cooking was not her thing, but mm-hmm. there were a few recipes that she did mm-hmm. really, really well. And yeah. she did them a lot. And I don't, don't have them written down and I don't remember. Yeah. But one day uh, we were cleaning out her car or something. And I found this little recipe of peanut butter cookies that she oh, made. It's a little piece gosh. of paper in her handwriting. I know, Artie. And it's like, I thought I found a treasure. Diamond. Yeah. And yeah. it's the one thing I have. So when I look at this, I'm like, oh my goodness, what a gift this would be. This would make an incredible wedding gift. Um, yes. or a shower gift given to a, a mother or by a mother-in-law to a daughter in love. Like, and the fact that you wave, you weave in scriptures as well yeah. into each section. So you can, yeah. I guess, separate it into like different types of meals, but. Well, yeah, I really wanted to sort of emphasize that to me, cooking is a sacred act mm. because, mm. um, I think sometimes we overlook okay. the fact that God is creator. Amen. You know, in the beginning, God made. Mm. Right. And so mm-hmm. he, his thumbprint on each of us is we are children of a maker mm. of an artist. And so we have that in us. And so yeah. it comes out in different ways. For yeah. me, it comes out in the kitchen. And I think because all of us eat and at some point have to go into the kitchen, have to, or get to go into the kitchen, depends on how you think about it. We get to then join in that act of creation. We get to be like, well, you know, my dad's a maker. And so this is just in me. You know, we talk about it. Oh, I have my dad's hands or my, you know, my mom's eyes or my mom's a great singer. So I love music. Our dad is a great creator. And he loves food because he gave us such an abundance of it and he gave us taste buds. Yes. And, you know, when you were talking about the beauty of spices, I think the beauty of spices and the beauty of cooking to me is there are so many similarities Mm. in the way that we cook. You know, all of us have like a stuffed fried bread, all of us Uh make gravies, you know, and these sorts of things. And to me, I look at that and go, oh, there's something about that, that God said, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's that's the way to make a good meal, you know, awesome. and he's into it and he's into food. He's preparing a feast for us. He's into yes. and cooking and spending time at the table with us. And he's, and that's how he describes looking forward to spending time with us. So, yeah. um, I wanted to emphasize that, that I know that sometimes cooking feels like a chore or not yeah. a calling or any of those things. And yeah. I 1000% understand it you know, but I think if we can somehow change our mindset, mindset. just a little bit, just Amen. try to find him in the kitchen, I think we'd be really surprised at what we find. Oh, 
you're preach. You're preacher. <laughs> Trying. Preacher. Okay, I'm just guys. Sharing. This is a, a prayer that she writes, like it, it, the different prayers in different sections of the book. But let me read this to you. It's inspired by First Chronicles four ten and number six. God bless my home and family. Expand our influence for good upon the lives of others. May your hand be with us. Keep us from evil and protect us each day. God bless and keep my family. Make your face shine upon each one and be gracious to them. Lift up your countenance upon them and give them peace. I mean, that connected with (laughs) recipes that bring health and life into home. Mm -hmm. This is holy. It's just really sacred. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I I, honestly, it's funny. I think you're the second person we've ever had on the show that does (laughs) cooking. (laughs) And I get every time you guys come, like, I need more cooks on here because the food is so part of life. And we really lost our way in some ways with food and like, how do we get it back? Because if we get it back, that healthy connection to food, we're back to the creator and the giver of the food. Right. And it just like replicates itself. Yeah. Well, and I think the cooking process is supposed to be much more of a refilling time than I think we've given it credit for. Mm. So not only Mm. is it a time for us to feed our hunger, right. Mm -hmm. But if, I've been watching these videos on YouTubes of YouTubes. I sound like a gram <laughs> on the YouTubes, um, but you know, of, of women cooking in Thailand or Vietnam or back mm. in India, and they're not cooking on a gas stove. They're cooking on a fire outside, right? And the cat is wandering by them and you can hear the birds singing and there's one fire and one pot and one chopping board and one knife. And it's so elemental. That also means that they are so patient. It takes a while and they take deep breaths and they calm down. And it's just, you know, then someone comes over and sits with them while they're cooking, then they go away. You know, I think Mm. we don't necessarily have that amount of time these days, but we can bring that heart into the way that we cook and look at every element from smashing the garlic to, you know, sauteing the onions to Mm. letting something simmer instead of, instead of, you know, watching the real housewives or whatever on our phone mm. while we're cooking, maybe we could turn that off and we could mm. listen to the music that happens when you put the onions in the, in the pan, mm. you know, mm. and sort of on. reflect on God in that time and let him speak to us. Yeah. The biggest conviction for me was, you know, when I lived in LA, there was this Indian market and it was owned by this Indian woman. I call her my auntie. She's not mm-hmm. my blood auntie, but auntie Viva. And I remember asking her, she had a, she had a restaurant in it too. And I looked into the kitchen. I was like, uh, Viva auntie, ain't no Indians up in that kitchen. How did you teach all those people how to make this food? She said, I gave them all the recipes. I've been teaching them. I even taught them to pray before they cook. Wow. And she's Hindu. And I remember being so convicted. I was like, you pray before you cook. She was like, wow. Wow. Yeah. You don't. (laughs) I was like, Oh, guess I'll start tonight. You know? (laughs) And that has really changed the way I enter into the kitchen. I mean, so often the prayer is, Lord, just help me finish this. Please let it taste good. But also just, can I just have some time with you? Yeah. Especially as a mother. And I was going to say, you're a mom of two. I'm a mom of two and I don't necessarily have quiet time every day. Right. That's my opportunity to sort of just kind of plug back in. Center. Yeah. Yeah. How old are your, your daughters? You have two daughters, right? I have two daughters. They are eight and six. 
Oh, so yeah, you're in, I have an eight, a 21 year old and an 18 year old. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I've been down the road. Hey, I girl. remember six and eight being yeah. you're hands in it. on all the yeah. time and yeah. almost, oh gosh, the making food, cleaning food, making mm-hmm. food, cleaning mm-hmm. the food. Cleaning bag. after them. It just yeah. goes and goes. Pick up your plate, put your plate in the sink. Yeah. Okay. Artie, stuff. I need to know for sure, like real, do you go to the grocery store? Do you pick out all yeah, your food? Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't, I can't outsource that. (laughs) No, (laughs) my husband will offer and then he'll come home and I'm like, what is this? Is this the garlic that you chose? Is this the bulb? Don't (laughs) you see the dent in this one side? Like I, I need to see it. Um, and do you enjoy that? I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I love looking at the produce and being inspired by what's there and seeing what's on sale and talking to the fishmonger and just, I just, I just love that whole process. I think, you know, um, my husband and I have made a pact not to do self-checkout anymore. Explain because, that. Because. Explain. Oh, self-checkout as in, oh, I thought we were going deep. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to check out. Well, a little myself. bit deep. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. We definitely do lots of self-checks. There's lots of subjects. But okay. no, you know, because we, because that's yet another opportunity to go and connect with somebody. Oh, that's so Look at that person and talk to them, ask them how their day is going. You know, we've had so much isolation over the past couple of years. That's one small thing we can do. So yeah, I go to the grocery store and I love it. You love it. Okay. I'm going to need you to pray a prayer over us to like (laughs) want to go to the, I find that I, I, once the food's in my house and I have the recipe, I do find it meditational. I do like, I can do it and enjoy it. And I always love a home cooked meal better than outsourcing it. Like getting the darn groceries in my house. Well, listen to each their own. There are definitely times where I'm like, I do, I'm going to get those groceries delivered, you know, and that's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You've got to do what the makes only problem it though, pleasurable for you, but you do get the creddier stuff. It's true. I mean, I'm just like, saying they don't no. always care about the condition no. of the cilantro. They're, they're going to get it out of here. Yeah. Like, Hey, that person can't get in their oh my car. Gosh. The number of times I've gotten parsley instead of cilantro. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the that other too. issue. Yeah. Well, but, you are um, in North Carolina. Yeah. Cilantro is, is that coming easily cilantro? Yes, it does actually. I mean, because there's a lot, you know, in Southern cooking there, there is a good oh, amount and okay. it's pretty cosmopolitan okay. here, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think you need to find what makes it pleasurable for you. So, if, you know, depending on where I am, you know, um, I will maybe pour myself a cocktail or I'll light a candle or I'll put some music on or um, I'll pour myself a bubbly water and put a slice of lemon in it because I'm feeling super bougie. Yeah. (laughs) But do something so that it marks the, we're transitioning. We're transitioning from the work day and we're transitioning into this peaceful, sweet, comforting, uh, regenerative, rejuvenating time. How do you work your girls into that time? Um, it's not a daily thing, but if they wander in, they say, can I help? Even if there's nothing, even if it drives me crazy, I will find something for them to do because I want them in there with me and I want them not to be scared of the stove. And it's gotten to the point now where my oldest, I taught her how to make scrambled eggs and now she makes them without me Yeah, in the mornings. And I mean, listen, come on about that paying off. 
I don't have to make breakfast a lot of mornings, you know? So, and then there's things like chapatis, which are this flatbread, almost like a tortilla. Mm -hmm. And I loved making it as a kid. And so I've taught it to them. And so anytime I make them, they come running in with their little rolling pins Mm -hmm. so they can roll the dough out. And again, it's the three of us in the kitchen. That's what it is. It doesn't have to be complicated. You know, it just, it's time. It's just time together. Let's talk about body image and the, um, (laughs) in the educational industry, the Hollywood industry that you're in this being on television, your face, your body scene, how, how has that been for you? embracing the body you've been given by a creator God who said, this is amazing. Well, you know, it's always been tough because I've always been on the larger end of the spectrum, you know, from birth, from 10. I mean, from birth, I was, I was 10 pounds when I was born and it has always been a thing for me. You know, it's always been a struggle or or an imposed struggle or however you want to put that. Okay. Um, And so then being on TV and and being the size that I am, I've had a hard time with that. You know, there are, yeah. there are episodes I can't watch because I'm like, oh, what am I wearing? I look terrible. Put mm. your shoulders back, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and then on the other hand, I've had so many people say to me or write to me and say, I'm so happy to see someone who looks a bit more like me on TV. Mm. And I try yeah. to really take that in and go, okay, well, all right. You know, that's- yes. I'm not going to stop trying to be the healthiest version of myself, right? For my longevity. Yeah. um, And for how it gives me energy and makes me feel. But I'm also not going to focus on that so much because it's comforting to someone. It's encouraging to someone and it helps them to see that um, you can achieve, I suppose, no matter where your body is at in that moment. You know, like maybe it's better to hear what's coming out of my mouth rather than to look at the body that it's coming out of, you know? Well, I think it all goes together perfectly. I think people need to hear what's coming out of your mouth with the body diversity and uniqueness Mm. that it is. I think that's where I think, and I don't, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like things are shifting. Oh yeah. Right. We're starting to see it now. The diversity is demanded. Mm -hmm. Show me Mm -hmm. something, show me a cook of different diversity, you know, gender size, like show me something different. Show me something more beautiful than a carbon copy of the same yeah. thing year after year. A hundred percent. I mean, I still remember watching Mad Men back in the day. Yeah. And oh, goodness. Oh, gosh, I can't remember the, her name. The, 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 the blonde? That, the redhead who was super curvy. And um, I that was the first time I had seen a figure that looked anything like mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. And the way they shot her and the way she dressed and her mm. attitude, the whole thing, she was desirable. And I thought she's that's because she's beautiful. Yeah. Amen. And I started looking at my own body and going, oh, I hit, and I still can't say it. Right. But I said, there's mm. something about this that looks like hers and her body is beautiful. And that's as far as I could go and still I'm working on going, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, the, the helpful thing is that I'm in the food industry. And so there's a little more, I feel like there's more room, so to speak for mm looking like you enjoy eating. 
<laughs> there is that, right? right? It's that whole nobody wants to eat from a skinny chef, like yeah, yeah. or that kind of connotation a bit. Yeah, Which, even in that, I feel bad for the skinny chefs out there. Yeah, like they exactly. need a chance. Like exactly. just because their metabolism and their DNA, yeah, Felix is different than mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely is. But I think again, I I just love that seeing somebody. I heard a quote and I've used it all the time. It's actually in my next book that um, mother and Teresa didn't have time to worry about the shape of her thighs. She had good <laughs> stuff to do. It's like, that's the deal. Yo, get out and do the yeah. thing that God created you to do with the body yeah. you've been given. And yeah. the words that come out of your mouth. Amazing. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we having have children has been a huge education on that too. You know, <laughs> I have oh, two yes. girls with two different body types and, um, oh. and even sort of personalities and, and things like that has just helped me realize that we just come out, we come baked yes. a particular way. Yes. And then we spend our whole life fighting against it yes, instead yes. of going, okay, Lord, you made me this way. So yes. what about this? Do I need to work on? And what about this? Do I need to just let go? Come on, you know, always. And that, and, and it is, it's never, I think for a woman, most women. And then what happens? And then you age too. It's like, oh gosh, oh just my gosh. When you're like getting into the body that you had in your twenties and then we're yeah. in our thirties. And now, and I just think it's a beautiful way of uh, really what choose the self, choose for yourself this day, which God will you serve? Like, am I serving right. the God of this world that tells me I have this or the God who made me? And uh, there's something more beautiful to show the world. So yeah, you yeah. Do you're doing it. Oh, okay. I was cooking lunch before this interview and <laughs> a roasted chicken girl, a week does not go by that. There isn't a roasted chicken in my refrigerator. Yeah. I want you, I'm like, I'm going to ask Artie to tell me what would she do with a roasted chicken? Go, go. Okay. Chicken salad, obviously, you know, with like, what would you put in it? Well, so I would do, let me think of something interesting. Um, I mean, Doesn't right mean, now rhubarb's in season, so I think it would be kind rhubarb of, again. Okay, is that rhubarb like a, is like the red stalk that's very sour. It's red all the way. Yeah, and so yeah. you could make a relish with that, oh. and maybe some maple. Make syrup. a relish, Artie. Okay, maybe not. Maybe let's try something else. Maybe <laughs> let's go somewhere else. <laughs> Tell me um, what to do with my roasted you know, chicken. With I made no. a Waldorf salad the other okay. day, which I have not made actually Yum. ever, and it was such a huge hit with my kids: mayo, grapes, apple. Yeah, you know, walnuts, uh, freshly roasted walnuts. I picked a bunch of herbs from my garden, mayo, lemon juice, a little olive oil. And I just had that in the fridge Dang. for a few days just to nibble off and graze on. And that was a huge hit. And it, those are one of those, um, with salads that you put together that they, they sit for days, they even get a little bit yeah. better. I yeah. think they start yeah. to I dance with each other. Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, put it in soup. I think making like a really mm. quick soup, like miso, chicken, mushrooms, scallions, um, yeah, that sounds maybe a little for a cake on the top as well. Delicious. And then, um, you could put it in some, you could do a very quick, like chicken peel off with it with like, um, obviously I've got raisins on the brain. I made a sweet palau the other day, which is a peel off that we grew up with. We call it palau instead okay. of peel off. And so, um, this was my grandmother's recipe. Actually, she would do, um, she would fry little onions so they got really crispy. So uh -huh. almost like the onions we put on green bean casserole, uh -huh. but there's no batter on them. Uh -huh. And she'd also uh, 
uh, fry up cashews. So they got golden brown and raisins. So they got really plump. You could do cranberries for a little tartness. Then she'd take that all out and you've got that oil that's now full of all that flavor. Nice. Put your rice in there and toast it just like you would do with a pilaf. Add your water. You could do chicken stock too. And then she'd add two teaspoons of sugar. Just a teeny tiny bit of sugar cook it and then you fold all of that back in with some fresh herbs and some lemon and then imagine chicken in there oh look at you what you right? did you took me oh, right into the pocket now so put the good. chicken on that now thing, put the I chicken think. on that delicious <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to you and i'm like oh my gosh Artie, you do with food. Like I go chicken go yeah. you go yeah this would be the same of you going saying to me Lisa, all I have is that bench to move my yes. body. What should I do? Or you're going to do dips, that. and then you're going to do push-ups, and then you're going to do step-ups, and then after that, decline. Like, oh, I my just, gosh, I yes. I cook you up I a would, recipe. Anytime you want to do that for me, that would be awesome. <laughs> I just hurt my back so bad last oh, week. Oh, no. The good thing about the whole lockdown time was actually my husband and I really started working out. Yeah. Because we were right. like, we're not, we're not going to no let time. this get the better of us. And then- <clears throat> Unfortunately, you know, I've had two C-sections and so my Mm. body's not the way Mm. it was. And I ignored this pain in my back. And then after two years of doing these CrossFit-y things, my back was like, no, uh -uh, no, no, Artie, no, 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 especially because the C-section. So you've got your abdominal wall, transverse wall is weak. Yeah. Do you do any of your corrective exercises or strengthening exercises I for you? I'm your- about to. And I also started doing Pilates. There you go. That's that's a good so choice. Those are those I'm I'm and I'm walking. So I'm taking it Perfect. back to zero. Amen. But it was very humbling because I had to go do some CrossFit at someone's house the other day. Had to and uh hurt myself really badly. So not only was I in pain, but also I felt like a dummy because I'd said yeah. yes to something I shouldn't yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All uh, right. Well, everything mm, can heal, but yes. now, you, now you know now you I know. partner with partner with the the healing process. Yeah, partner with my body. Not yeah, against turns my body. out right. Yeah. Be an advocate, <laughs> not an adversary. Awesome. Well, okay. So in closing, in closing, in closing, go get the book, everyone. I'll swipe up on the show notes. You can get the book at Dayspring. Yes, right? Day they spring, go to yeah. Dayspring. They can get it. My family recipe journal with prayers and scriptures. And Artie, I want you to write another book or do something so you can come back or just come back. <laughs> I am working on another one, actually. Are you really? Yes. Can you and tell us what it is or no? Um, I don't know if we're letting that out just yet, but it's a really exciting concept and it feels like a direct download from the Lord. Oh, come um, on. And so okay, I'm good. really excited. It's, it's pushing me to really good. push deeper into him. And so that's great. Um, yeah. But yeah, it should be out next year. Okay, good. So then you get to come back. Yeah. Oh, your yeah. publicist, Revelation <laughs> Wellness, Healthy and Home. Make sure we yes, schedule me I in love there. It. And then hopefully my transverse abdominal blah, blah, blah. Yes. We're going to heal that baby. (laughs) Healer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three rapid fire questions before you go. Ready? First one, coffee, tea, or kombucha. Which one would you choose? Coffee. Always. Coffee. How many cups of coffee a day? That's always my second question. I ask someone. Oh, I love it. They Uh, answer coffee. Well, so this is going to, I start with matcha first thing in the morning Uh and then I do a top up at one o'clock of a decaf. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, Favorite way to move your body. We know it's not CrossFit. Favorite (laughs) way to move your body. Um, I really 
I'm starting to like walking, which I yes. haven't before. And so um, I really am loving Pilates. I feel very mm. elegant when I do Ooh, it. Are you on the, reform- yeah. the reformer? Yeah, on the reformer. So I've started doing that. And I really love how that feels. And then the other thing that I really love doing is taking ice baths. I really love what? it. You do it, huh? I do, I you just, put the ice in? Do you do? I go to my friend's to studio and she has it. Yeah. But I just, I find yeah. that I, it really calms me down. Oh yeah. It's a complete fast dive into your parasympathetic nervous system, which yeah. is your rest and digest. Like it'll just put you in it. That's yeah. why like people like uh, Tony Robbins, they'll do cold plunges every day. Yeah. Like, hyped up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, it really, and it, it makes me feel feel strong. You know, when you were talking about different bodies for different things, that really helped me because I would watch people who were very, very, very fit, who could only do a couple of minutes in the ice. And then for some reason I can go in for 11 minutes. I don't know why I just can, you know, and it's it's hard, but I'm like, okay, that different, different things. I'm built for different things. And that person is. So you don't like stand at the edge of the ice bath. Like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to do it today. You're just, you're like, let's go. I, I go because I know it's good for me. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't like it for the first minute for sure. Hmm. And then, um, but I mean, I just went last week and I felt like there were a lot of things I was holding together. I think mm. for people who like hold it all together, mm. it forces, forces you, you yeah, to let it to go. Let go. And so then I was in the ice bath crying, holding oh, my friend's hand. Yeah. It was really, and I got out of there beaming. So I, wow. I really, really love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, consult your doctor, blah, 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 but I yeah. <laughs> I like it. Okay. That's, I know that people I've, I go in and out of the cold water thing. I don't yeah. like being cold. It's yeah. just, oof. but because I don't like it, I know I'm like, okay, I should train this. It's a mindset. And I know how good it is for your lymphatic system and your yeah. <clears throat> healing process of your body. Yeah. But yeah, I think if someone like set up a nice bath, mm-hmm. maybe I would slide in and get in and get out. But I like, <laughs> That's, don't want, that's I still don't, something. I, I don't want to actually turn the shower myself and oh, like I know. make it happen. I know. I did that to myself today. I know. I was, I got out of the shower and then I was like, oh no, I forgot. And I went back in. You oh. are. Wow. Have you heard to. of the Iceman? Have you heard of that guy? Yes. Wim Hof. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're you and Wim. You're, you're like somehow related to him. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Last question. Favorite uh, athleisure wear? Oh, you know what? I wear Old Navy. You're I Old love Navy this stuff. It's I really do. Athleta, by the way. It really is, it? is Athleta. It's oh yeah, of course it is because it's all in. The, yeah, same yeah. thing. I really, I, I really like their stuff. I've never, I've never tried any, you know, Lululemon or any no, of that stuff no, because shishi. Why? Well, because I know how I am, and then I will start. Mm. Uh, I will start buying it, and I'll You'll go through a period it. of just like buy a lot of it. You know? Yeah. Um, but maybe I should, cause I really do wear a lot of it. It depends on, listen on old Navy. What I, it, you, I think it does well. It is athletic. It's a form of athleta, but do, do you notice like if it smells after a while or does it hold pretty good? No, mine, mine have held pretty well. That's good. Um, but the I elasticity do... holds pretty well or yeah. does that give out to no, it's holding pretty well, but I do find that by the end of the day, my body is like, get this off oh, me. Oh, heck but girl. Too much That's compression. Everyone, yeah. like, get out oh, of the scuba yeah. suit. Out of it. I, I'm me. I feel the same way. I'm like, oh my god, I'm out. I'm yeah. just nothing. Nothing touching me. Nothing. 
Let my ribs move. (laughs) Let my rolls breathe. Totally. Yeah, totally. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. Old Navy. For those of you that are Old Navy, you got a friend in in Artie. What's your favorite? It, It probably is Lulu. Okay. And I probably convicting me like, yeah, it does become one of those things where it's like, well, I don't have it in that cut. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know. I can see myself really getting into it. Yeah. But I do really believe in, like, I remember when I started buying old Navy athleisure Mm -hmm. stuff for Mm -hmm. myself. And at that point it was, it was a lot for me. Like that was a big deal that I was buying that stuff for myself and, and I was doing it so that I would feel good when I, when it was time to go and move my body. And I was like, this is going to help me do it. So it's true. Worth it. Don't don't be too convicted. Yeah. Thank you. You're doing a lot of good work, sister. Yeah, it is. It is. I guess it would be like you having chopping knives or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. On your equipment. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think twice about that. So there you go. There you go. (laughs) Artie. thoroughly enjoy you i want you to come back and i want everyone to go get the book and i'm gonna go watch you on all the food nerd food nerd places what <laughs> food journal places they are food nerd places food network and all the places i can't wait <sighs> great Thanks for being here come back Thank again you. soon anytime We hope you love this conversation with Elisa and Artie as much as we did be sure to swipe up on the show notes for all the links mentioned today We also want to remind you that signups are happening now for the Revelation Wellness Instructor Training Program. This training is for you if you're ready to learn how to stop obsessing and neglecting and live in true freedom, body, soul, mind, and spirit. It's time for you to finally break free of diet culture and walk into freedom. All of the information is in the show notes. Swipe up to download a registration packet today. And if this podcast blessed you, would you please leave us a review? Your kind words help us stay on mission, spreading the good news of Jesus. Thanks for being here. Peace.